Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ladies, welcome to Section 336. I am your Indian listening host, Matt Sroka. And as always, I'm joined by the Cyclops, I, the button lover Josh Sroka. We're not, we're not doing the video today. I thought this was going to be a fun episode. I thought this was going to be great about how much fun this team is, how we all love the Orioles and all this. I did yeah, not. You're rocking the glasses. Yeah, I got the, I got the cool Cyclops glasses to celebrate like the 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 Orioles dressing up on Friday night. I got the new shirts out on Berlin Sports. To another celebrate. sellout. Then like a, a Boyland, another sellout. And here we are on an off day. Seventy wins. We're supposed to be having fun. And today's been really Josh. This week we swept the Mets. Before that, we took three out of four from the Blue Jays. We're, we're the hottest team in baseball. Won six out of seven games this week. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's Bleacher Report who has us number one in the power ranking. Because don't forget, we came, we still are fresh off of July, where we won seventeen out of what seventeen and nine. We went. Not too shabby. No, not 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 shabby at all. Of course, we have to talk about what's been blowing up, not only on our Twitter feeds. But on to national TV, every national reporter's on it. And I, it's funny because it comes right off the heels of get, last week talking about an ESPN broadcast and talking about how the Orioles are finally getting to be seen a little bit in good light on the national stage. Yeah, and I, I think John Angelus must have saw that and said, not on my watch, Birdland. <laughs> right. All right, so the story goes that there was a – that there was a um, – during the Rays series, there was a stat on the screen to show basically that we won more games against the Rays this year than we did the previous two years combined. Apparently, this... Right. A graphic was, created by someone at Mass. Right. Apparently, this graphic like was supposed to just be put on the screen and Kevin Brown was told not to talk about it. But he just read the graphic like any other reporter does because... You don't want dead air just on the TV. Like, here's the quick graph. Like, I guess they felt like they had to show it, but they didn't want to show it because they knew it was setting someone up to fail. So they were like, almost like, almost like the producer was saying, hey, don't, we're going to show this real fast. Just be quiet or Johnny's going to get, ha- get upset. But I think we're all scratching our heads because what's, it's saying we're winning now. That's right. the whole thing was, well, we had it right. in the past, now we're winning. Right. So then, so the story started today with, with saying, all right, uh, Kevin Brown's been suspended for this. Right. And yeah. I even said, hey, here's the article, but this is some dubious reporting. It's right. off of a, a podcast, yeah. a Baltimore podcast and blogger that I've never heard of. It's from a Reddit thread. Yes. And yeah, and I know. It sounds so far fetched. Yeah. And it, it sounds far fetched. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, this is something uh, The Onion could write about. Because it makes sense for the Angelos family. Right. But then everyone starts picking up steam on it. Britt Girardi, who has some experience working for the Orioles, came out and wrote about it and wrote about how 
the Orioles made a policy that the that that on air talent must wear Orioles gear and merchandise, and that didn't go over well. And somehow, because of that, Kevin Brown got stuck on the radio for a series and then got suspended. And I was trying to remember, and all I could think about was I know when there was a mat when on Adley when was the Adley Rushman bobblehead? Um, that was just a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was recently. All right, because I remember watching that game, and all the guys, everyone had on like Captain America, Marvel, like they all wore like their superhero stuff, and I remember seeing that and being like, "That's weird that they're not wearing Oriole stuff, that they're wearing superhero stuff." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember but, that. But everyone was doing that. It's not like one person chose not to. Yeah. So I don't know if it started there, but uh, then the Orioles came out and really didn't said, oh, no, just Kevin will be back soon. And wouldn't deny or anything. The story just said Kevin will be back soon. Right. So then, and this all happened throughout the day. I kind of, and kind of all blew up, what, around dinner time or something? Where it was like, it all fired up and um yeah I, I first I think it was like four o'clock when i first saw yeah. it and we started texting about it and there was again some incongruity in, in at first but but everyone was running with it I oh think- yeah i i quickly made a um uh free kevin brown shirt but i'm like this by the time this shirt gets printed and out it'll be uh it'll be over so it's not really a shirt story so i made a graphic and put it up on twitter so people ran with that graphic which was a lot of fun to see a lot of people carrying that. Um, very interesting to see what people would come out and trash the Orioles and who would defend the Orioles. Yeah, well, I think ninety nine percent are either tra- trash. are trashing the Orioles, and then there's a, there's also a, a a quiet percentage of people too, Josh, who have yes. not made any comments. There's there's certain ones that are quiet. I think uh, I, I I laughed because it was around seven o'clock where Ben McDonald tweeted something about hunting. And I was like, oh, he tweeted this, and he hasn't even been on Twitter today. He doesn't know what's going on because he should not be posting anything right now. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, I know. And, and I mean, and you want to, I don't, I don't know who to expect stuff from. Right. But the first, who, who was the first, like, legit reporter you see that you saw talk about it? Oh, um, see, le- legit. Mine was when I saw Britt Gir- Gir- Giroli. I think Britt Giroli, and I saw the Baltimore Banner run with it. Yeah, the Baltimore Banner, I think even before Britt did. Those, I think that's when I was like, all right, there's something here to it um, because it was more than just a podcaster. Um, then uh, Buster Olney got on in on it, which which is fair to do because he hates the Angelos family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's so, You pounce on this one. Yeah, I sent you a screenshot because he responded to my, I can't believe I believe I think the same thing as Buster Olney on the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, his comment made no sense to me. I don't understand what he's well, talking Well, I think about. his comment was, and this we talked before, is Buster and, and Oriole fans were on the same page about yeah, ownership. Which is very rare. We just don't like outsiders coming in and criticizing Correct. our ownership. Yes. Um, and... Also, like his refusal to acknowledge when other teams did it, it feels like he's picking on the Orioles when other right. teams right. have done just what the Orioles have done. Correct. But are praised but, for it. But uh but yeah. But this is this is a legit story. Yeah. And um though 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 Britt, it's funny, Britt Droley tweeted out about it and then she quote tweeted herself saying, um, what did she say? Just to get it right, she said, here's the quote tweet. 
was told no one used the word suspended officially. But Brown has not been on TV since. <laughs> mm-hmm. So no one used the official yeah. word suspended. No, it's and just he's all, not allowed to appear on TV or radio. I believe it was awful announcing had it first, but I don't trust them as a reliable reporters. Yeah, it was and someone then, tweeted out and then I Right. And then they second. they updated their thing to say the Orioles did not use the term suspended, but says he will be back soon. Yeah. So again, they're all protecting themselves from the lawyer John Angelos. Right. Um it's it's kind of a big deal. Like in the end, it's not Is it a big deal, it's just an announcer. It's it's more of the same from where we thought John Angelos would be better than Peter. Yeah, I tweeted that funny? earlier today, I can't believe I'm now team Lou. Because we've had many conversations during this transition about how John Angelos might be what's best for the team, and John Angelos is separate than Peter, and uh, yeah, he's got the music thing going on, but John might be an okay owner. We want an owner that stays. Yeah, it's it's out. good that he's into the music because keep right. his little paws off the team, right? But now his paws but are now, back on the team. Now the team's winning, and I even said last week, like, hey, it's kind of cool to see John back at games. He was at yeah. games last week. He was at games this, again this weekend. Um, he won't come back anymore. No, he's not done. <laughs> he's not done. Why would you do this to yourself if you're Don Angelo? Like, it's so stupid. Like, I don't here's here all I can say is the only way John Angelos can fix this right now is John Angelos needs to go on his own Twitter and say, Hey, this was a mistake. It wasn't it was just a miscommunication. Uh, we support Kevin Brown, and he'll, he'll be back right away. The only thing you can do, because it feels an awful lot like his dad and John Miller, where his dad fired John Miller because he wasn't a big enough homer for the team. And John Miller is one of the greatest broadcasters in baseball that yeah. we could have had for ourselves. That's hilarious, right? You The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, exactly. It's the same thing. You're talking about making the same mistakes as your dad. Yeah. And in terms of just talent of a broadcaster, I mean, one could argue that since John Miller, we haven't had – I mean, I love Joe Angel, but since John Miller, maybe we haven't had an, as talented of a, Is, a radio, certainly a TV guy, yeah. as Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown's and super I, talented. Yeah, and I love Jim Palmer. But Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald together is like the perfect duo. Yeah. They play off each other great. Yeah. And it's almost like, I don't know if it's a jealousy thing or I, I, I can't. But I it just, doesn't I make can't, any... it just, there was, And then you think, well, maybe there's something else going on in the background. But like Kevin Brown's so professional. He does work for ESPN and all this stuff. Like, But it makes it, no sense it, because no he sense. was saying your team is amazing. He's, he's saying your team was really good. Like, I feel like that's a comment that someone might make on any broadcast at any time, talking about the previous record against right. the team and the current record. Well, one of one of Britt's comments that was weird that she had also in her article is that announced uh, broadcasters have been um, have been reprimanded in the past for mentioning former impl- former Oriole players. It's so weird. It's so weird. I, I don't I mean, understand it. Like I, I know, are, like we're supposed to just forget about the bad times. Like it's kind of like what we have talked about many times on three thirty six is the reason this season is so special. Like anyone who has this season and like they're a young fan, they're spoiled. This season means so much more to you and I 
and the rest of Birdland that has been through this forever, who's been through all the losing seasons. And that thing that he read about us facing the Rays is evidence of that. It shows what makes this year so special. Yeah. And then I was just like, it's funny, just like looking at Rob Long's Twitter and, you know, just how defensive he's getting about people saying, you know, he's because it, what it happens is when you do something like this, it makes you question everyone, right? It makes oh, you, it, I, I, it, it undercuts the validity of Rakubako. Right. It undercuts no. the, the, the validity and, the, and the, the credibility, rather, of, of a guy like Rob Long and Brett Hollander, who are I, probably doing great work, but now right. you're thinking, oh, they're just shills for ownership. Oh, I, I texted, and, I mean, and by the way, you know who's more critical of Orioles than anyone else is Jim Palmer. Surprise! I guess Jim quiet. Palmer's Hall of Famer, so he's a he's above all of it. I texted you someone else today, who's friend of the show, but I would expect to be critical. Who works for a company that's supposed to be critical and dive in at this thing and attack ownership, and they're they're out there defending ownership and kind of being like, "Hey, uh, seventy wins, it's all good. Can't wait to be at the stadium tomorrow." Kevin Brown will be back. Nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing to see here, and it's like. Yeah. You work for an organization that constantly attacks the man and you are going to back down because you've glad handed these guys. It yeah. really does like make you look on Twitter and be like, all right, those are the people I, I was uh, texting a little bit with the guys with uh bird's eye view because we were like, Hey, this is why, um, this is why they don't trust podcasts because we've been critical for 10 years of this team. We give this team a whole lot of credit, but we're also critical. And you are not allowed to do that if you work for the Orioles. Yeah. And this wasn't critical to begin with. It wasn't even. And that's the thing. Like, if he went on there and said, like, I, I remember there was a thing with Ryan Wagner, too, who was the announcer. He got for the fired Orioles. for writing something on Twitter. Yeah. Now, in that case, I think he was his tweets were negative and they asked him to stop. and He still was tweeting negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, all true things, right. but uh, maybe a little bit negative. And he was there for the losing years. Yes. So there was some negative things to say about the team. But um, but but the, but there, there's that incident, and then there's this incident. And again, I don't know how Jim Palmer has survived it because he's been really, really critical. And I don't know if it's like one day John is actually watching the game and sees it. Because I feel like, again, you could pull, if we went back and looked at all the videos, we could find Kevin... Brown and Brett Hollander and Jeff Arnold saying yes. things that are, are as equivalently yes. uh, like uh, egregious as is to say they're harmless and not and, and, and not egregious at all, but similar things about the past record compared to the current record. Yes. I think Jim Palmer gets has gotten a pass and because he's yeah, been he critical in the past. But yeah. you can't go after Jim Palmer, and I think they realize the or I think the Angelos family realizes that. Yeah. Josh, the backlash. Though, and, and you mentioned a couple of people, well, a couple of shills, or that. What's go, interesting is here, but there's been a all huge the quiet, backlash. All the quiet haters that came out, and then there's been a gigantic backlash of of the same people like you and I, <laughs> who love the Orioles, who die orange, who defend the Orioles. Our last last week's episode was even called like Michael Elias apologists. I think it was right because we knew we'd come across that way, and. Yeah, this is a bad look for the Orioles. And 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 not even a lot of Oriole fandom and podcasts come out against it. 
I mean, there's announcers just go on Twitter. Oh, announcers like, from across baseball. Yes, the Yankees Orioles out on this. The Yankees announcer. The Mets game is on MLB Network tonight, and they caught him out on it because he also. They also they part of it is the Orioles' history, and they attacked another announcer. Well, so yeah, it's every an attack on their gonna, profession. It's an attack. Right, on every announcer is going to defend them. Yeah, it's like in the NFL right now, where we see all the running backs coming together to defend each other. It's it's the same thing. It's just it, you can't attack it because they all and then they all know Kevin Brown's one of the best. Just yes. like we lost John Miller, Kevin Brown next year will be at another team. Because if I'm Kevin Brown, I am not signing back for the Angelos family next year. Well, and if John Angelos has his way, he might not want him back. Right. In John, that case, John Angelos doesn't care how talented you are. Right. In that case, you're not, John. You're not a homer. He doesn't want John, you. John, I can be a homer. Yeah. Actually, just kidding. I cannot be. I cannot yeah. be. No, no. no. I, I couldn't either. But, and it's, but it's I know so a couple funny people lining up for the job. It's so funny because. You know, you had this talk about Peter Angelos and, and John Angelos, and then there was a fight on with John and Lou, and then you, you just felt like there was so much good vibes around John Angelos. Yes. Despite the off-season stupid Des- comments about despite, opening the books and attacking Dan Connolly, despite that. Despite the Nashville comments. Yeah, despite and, the Nashville comments. Yeah. There's been such a good kind of vibe around ownership and, and this team Right. Even despite the Angelos history, I, I will be here as long as Fort McHenry is, as long as Fort McHenry is saying good things about me. Yeah. Now, Josh, in this one move, I think now Peter, who's well hated among Birdland, yes. unfairly so, if you ask me, but whatever, we, we talked about before. I agree. Um, I think there's equal hatred, if not more so now, for John and Peter. Yes. Um, since I started Birdland Sports, people have the haters have messaged me asking for a oh when are you gonna make a sell the team shirt? Mm. When are you gonna make a John Angelos the clown with a clown nose shirt? And mm. I've always pushed back. And then I so then today I was like, you know what? I give in. Sell the team shirts coming out tomorrow tomorrow. It's being yeah. worked on tonight. Yeah, this is John um, Angelos clown worthy. Yeah. This is John Angelos clown worthy. And I I put up a poll. I'm like, hey, uh, who do we hate, who do we hate more? Who do we put the clown nose on? Peter Angelos or John Angelos? Oh, I'm sure it's overwhelmingly John. It's overwhelmingly John. Now, part of that is part of that is the younger fan base, and it's fresh on our minds. Yeah, but it's also he did enough to overshadow his dad and the hatred of his dad that I don't know right now how Peter Angelos gets his fan base back. Without an apology to Kevin Brown. Being an owner is so simple. Hire really smart people to run your baseball ops and then don't say a word or do anything else. Just fade into the background. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Just just There's, keep your hands off and don't do anything dumb. Don't say anything dumb or do anything money dumb. Money over money. Like, yeah, and just yeah, and you're gonna make so much money this year. The Orioles are making so you, much money this year when they make the playoffs. They're going to make so much money. It's incredible. I know, I know there's all this hatred of that, oh, Orioles' attendance is down. Orioles' average attendance is 23,000 per game. Last year, it was 16,000. You, you said that last week, Fox News. It's not down. It's up. No, no, no. Yes, it's up. But down, like lower than it should be. 
Last okay. year it was sixteen thousand. This year it's twenty three thousand. You are making so much money. That's a huge you are jump. Put, you are putting out ads for hiring more employees as you make the playoff push because you had two back to back weekends with sellout crowds. You had you know, full crowds. I saw those People. ads. It made me wish that was twenty. Oh, with yeah, twenty in single I'll, and I'll no job what, responsibility. Today's today's drama made me wish you and I were back in Maryland. Yeah, because because we hated on the free the birds movement. Years and years ago, but I think yeah. we'd be out there with the free Kevin Brown, free Kevin Brown. tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean um, the frustrating the frustrating thing though is the Orioles literally are playing the best ball in baseball <laughs> out of anyone in baseball. In baseball. It's it, this is like it's it's in you, it's in August, and we are just crushing it. We're we're expanding this, our lead in first. We got a huge series coming against the Astros. And, and right. yet, going to the game, we're going to be thinking about Kevin Brown and John Angelos. There's this something isn't wrong. Like, this isn't like you had to make a choice and you happened to make the bad choice. You didn't have to do anything yeah. at all. And you just said, you know what? Fire him. Suspend him. Yeah. It's so weird. And you weird. know someone said, are you sure, John? And he said, yes. It's so bizarre. And, it's and, self-sabotage. And, and Kevin Brown, who's not a shill... No. Kevin Brown, who is a professional, I, I wonder how he responds to this. He, I'll tell you how he responds. Do you think he addresses it when when when, when no. he comes back? No, he that says nothing about it because he is a professional. Yeah, but but October seventh or whatever, whenever his last broadcast is, he packs up and he moves on to another team next year. Yeah, because there are twenty other teams that will hire him for next season. And we're still with, no, with Brett Hollander making five mistakes every two innings when in his calls. Bless his heart. He's, I, he does his best. Yes. I found it odd that for the 1983 like thing that Brett Hollander was the guy on field doing it. Now it makes all the sense. Yeah. Because yeah. it should have been Kevin Brown. It should have been Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown went down, went down to Brett job. And not, exactly. not Brett Hollander. Brett Hollander's good. No. He's, like uh, he's, he's, he's kind of like your, he's like your uh, McCann to your Rutschman. Yeah, he's an important I, piece. Yep, I like but Jeff Arnold. Kevin Brown's star there too, uh, but but yeah, Kevin Brown's the star as far as this announcing crew, and the Orioles are lucky to have him, and it's unfortunate that they won't have him after this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't. There's something else happening. I don't know if it's like I said, jealousy because Kevin Brown's so good at his job, or. Something petty that happened in an interview five years ago. It makes, like, like maybe Kevin was he found out that Kevin was Team Lou the whole time. I, I, I don't know. There's just something else. I, feels like it has to be there. Is is it that John? Do you think John went to these games back to back weekends, sellout crowds, and said, "Oh crap, I can't move this team. There's too many fans. Mm. I need to find a way to sabotage this and push the fans away from me." Yeah, it does, it's, it's very much down. feeling like self harm here. It, it, <laughs> what are you doing? Whether it was like, on like, like you are calling out false. for attention. This was self harm. Like yeah. call this call the suicide hotline because he just killed his his team. Well, yeah, and it doesn't have to be suicide, and, but it's it, it's certainly like is uh, the, like the, when my son's not getting enough attention, and so everything's fine. He starts acting up, and you know clearly, oh okay, we've been ignoring you. You want some more attention. And right. even bad attention is 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 any attention. So okay, we'll give you some attention now, Johnny. Okay, we're, we're everyone's talking about you, Johnny. At, um, so so we haven't forgotten about you. It's not just about the Orioles. It's now right. about John Angelus again. 
Happy Gunner, John. We're talking about Gunner's you. on his way to rookie of the year. What time does uh, when does John get jealous and bench Gunner? Yeah. Send him down to triple A. Yeah, it's so incredible. It's and, so frustrating because there's so many good things to talk about with this team. But we have to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it's it's entertaining. It's like it is. Here's more Angeles drama. We have been missing some Angeles drama. I I we had some great discussions about the Lou and John drama there and so oh here's some more drama back that's what would make my day is if lou came out and said something now on twitter yeah we can somehow get brady anderson in the booth now and (laughs) yeah exactly maybe lou and brady try to you know i don't know to to, to, take over the booth and uh, make a comeback though though if i'm if i'm lou angelos lou's been very quiet too if i'm lou i'm like any misstep john makes i would be all over but that's just me because i'm petty but um but but yeah, it's it's just. I think like we started the conversation with. I think all all of Birdland thought this. There was like a debate going on if this could actually be a real thing, and it turns out it kind of is a real thing, and it's just embarrassing. So, John, clean up. I, I, if we're going back to the old school strawberry of the week. Oh, it's uh, yeah. We this is be... a strawberry of the year. Oh, yeah. by John Angelos here. I don't think I have. I've got the temporary like about to move. Um, about to move set up. So I don't think I have the strawberry of the week song. Let me see. Yeah. Well, that's, um, he's our end of year award. And I'm giving an early or an early end of year award to John Angelos for strawberry of the year over this Kevin Brown nonsense. It's, How soon do you think Kevin Brown comes back after all this whiplash or all this backlash? I, I was, I bet the road series, I bet they have him out this weekend. And when we go to Seattle, he's back with Saturday. There it is. This is John's song. Yeah, that's the. It's been a while. Oh, I should have called Bert and said I hadn't gotten Bert involved in this. He would love some strawberry. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty bad. There's no. He's no coconut. Yeah, and now, like, I feel like also when I watch the game. Now I'm going to be paying attention. Do do they ever mention Chris Davis's contract? Do they ever mention Ubaldo Jimenez or yeah. Manny Machado? Like it makes me wonder. Oh, I if, immediately thought Manny Machado, Manny Machado. Have they talked about Manny Machado? And I'm like, Jackson Holiday's coming up. He's going to come up around the same age as Manny Machado. He could jump up straight from Bowie like Manny yeah. did. Yeah, Gunnar Henderson is doing outstanding Rookie of the Year stuff like Manny did. <laughs> I don't remember a mention of Manny Machado. No, there is, and and I've complained before on here about how I really like stadiums, just visiting stadiums now, that celebrate even recent history of the team. And it seems like well, now, now that now I don't know if this is, but see, I shouldn't even be asking these questions, but now I don't know. Are they, are they not talking about recent history with the team because they don't want to bring them up? Because well, it, it, topics for John or because it's about not it, it relevant in conversation? It, I don't know. Yeah, but think about Masson. How many times have we talked about how Masson like, never shows great, Oriole, high, Oriole games have passed. Yeah, they keep on showing the same they stupid show like, games. They got like three games that John yeah. approved that they show every rain delay. And that's true but now. It, and, and you really? wonder why. You wonder, oh, this is just being lazy. No, this is no. intentional. Yeah. Like They should be showing games around the clock and yeah. cool Oriole moments and Oriole broadcasts and all this cool stuff. They should be yeah. showing the Buckle Up Birds video at least once a week somewhere on Masson, and they don't show any of it. Yeah, you see Manny highlights all the time. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad and weird. It's a, it's a it's, sad and weird thing. It is. It is. It is, it is weird. It is weird. Um, 
I don't even know what to say about it. It's so weird. Yeah. It's all not right. all right. Some people want to take this to Dan Snyder level. No matter all this craziness of Peter Angelos, it's still like not a day of craziness of Dan Snyder. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's no semi-illegal, there's shady no sexual going assault on. happening in the background. There's no toxic work environment. Well, exactly. I guess maybe this is borderline toxic work environment. Maybe this we can't is, say no, bad this would be about toxic. Yes, this is toxic, but this isn't like letting fans sneak pick sneak pictures of like cheerleaders dressing or whatever that the Snyder yeah, was doing. And using cheer and using cheerleaders to to lure men and do a who knows yeah yes. what else right i haven't heard anything like there nothing's came out of him using the oriole bird to attract people yeah it's less evil more just incompetence on, on john's it's, part he's just is. an it idiot is. your team you are at the point where your name your team name is on the top of everyone's tongue as they have to talk about it because the team's so good. And now every single national broadcaster tonight and tomorrow will be talking about your team because you're an idiot. Yeah. Yep. It's so dumb. So dumb. All right, let's talk about the players on the field. They're not dumb. They're great. Don't you want to go to the game tomorrow, though? Don't you wish we were in Maryland to go to the game tomorrow for a little like a Kevin Brown chant? Yeah, I'm actually in DC right now, so I'm pretty close. But I know, but you can't make it tomorrow night because of work. I can't. Yeah, because I told I told Kelly I said, man, if this was like a Thursday and Orioles off tonight and this all blowing up, I would be really considering flying home for a weekend series. Yeah, for a Friday game. Yeah, the Friday game in order. I hope Birdland shows up with some good Kevin Brown chants. And even a sell the team chant, I'm okay with right now. It's crazy. Yep. yep. Um, I agree. Cause, and, and it, but again, it goes back to that sad word because there should be chance of, you know, Gunner rookie of the year chance. Yeah. That should be rookie of the year every time Gunner makes a play. Yeah. Not sell the there team chance. Right. There should be a giant celebration. That Flaherty can pitch through six innings, or yeah, I mean, there, there, there's going to be some signs in the stadium tomorrow, and all the think, signs should be uh, about Adley Rutschman and Santander, yeah, it, and but, but I, I don't think that's what the majority of the signs will be about. All right, if the signs even get in the stadium now, now that that's that. That, that, that's my, that was my question: is how many of those signs do you think make it onto a mass and broadcast? Oh, zero. I think you have to go to Twitter. Yeah, or go to X. Yeah, to, go to X. Yeah, yeah, and I think, uh, I think even there, I think they might be confiscating some, some, some at the stadium. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised. If we were there. Three thirty-six would be printing out these free Kevin Brown shirts, and we'd be there leading the charge. Yeah, yeah. Again, a hundred people to go do this. I yeah. hope they make their presence known. We'll be curious to watch, and and outside of that, it's a big series. You've got the Astros, who are, and it lines up as good as it can for us. In what I way? Mean, we we don't face Verlander. Uh, I mean, Grayson well, always I, gets screwed. Gray, he always Grayson faces, gets screwed. He faces Valdez, who one could right. argue is their best pitcher. But yeah. if you got to go against Houston, it's not a bad one, two, three. Besides Grayson, Grayson gets screwed. Yeah, he always does. So. Um. Yeah, and then we have um, Flaherty going, and then Kramer. 
Josh, um, can we talk about the game, or you still want to talk about Kevin Brown? No, you, we can talk about baseball. Hey, you want a little stat about Kramer before we get to baseball? Okay. His great uncle invented the Power Rangers. Yeah, I knew that. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. I just heard it on the Adam Jones podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you, wait, that was just knowledge in your head? Yeah. Because you're such a Power Rangers fan? No, I heard that somewhere. I don't know where I heard that. Okay. Uh, heard All, right. All right. Can we talk baseball? Yeah. Then we're halfway through our podcast, and it's all been pre uh, Kevin Brown. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Uh, how about this? Let's start here. So in game two of the series, Jack Flaherty is pitching. Josh, Jack Flaherty looked pretty good. In his debut here with the Orioles on 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 Thursday against the Blue Jays, how about this for a stat line for debut? Six innings pitched, four hits, one run, eight strikeouts. Uh, did we trade for Jack Flaherty or did we trade it for Justin Verlander? I'm not sure from that stat line. No, it's out. Yeah, it's better stat line than Cease had in his last outing. It's great. Like, I, we talked about the Flaherty move, and we talked about how Flaherty would be better with our defense behind him. And that is exactly what we wanted coming out of this. Like, that's the type of guy we wanted out of the trade deadline, and we got him. Yeah, so if he can build on that, that'd be unbelievable. His velocity was up. Um, he threw a strong, hard eight strikeouts. is impressive yeah. in those six innings. Toronto is a good team with a really good offense. Right. So it's, I mean, he's, he has another tough challenge because Houston's a good team with a good a good offense. But this this could be kind of just what the doctor ordered because I think one of the biggest question marks for me is if we can win this division, hold on to the division, is Will, with all these innings limits being met and succeeded and uh, exceeded now, Right. can we kind of, do we have enough oomph to get across the finish line? And if Jack Flaherty can pitch, you know, even yeah. close to how he pitched in his first that start. Helped, that helps our bullpen it's, every time he's up. It's just a huge lift for this whole rotation and, and pitching staff and bullpen and everything. So that's, yep. that's huge. Yeah. Um, other notable stories that I want to touch on, Cedric Mullins, Keegan Aiken, Michael Givens, all doing their rehab. So not that he would need help. Help is on the way. Uh, Josh. Yep. Means still on pace for September. Yeah. Who, if you yeah. do to throw out there, Mullins, Means, we'll throw Aiken and Givens in there. Hall, uh, other deal Hall, Hall in there. Too. Yeah. Who, who for you is the most important piece of all those guys that we get back in that? Not, uh, not, not just that he comes back, but that he's good when, when he comes back. I think Mullins. Yeah. I think that Mullins back is the most important as far as coming back at his own level. I think the most intriguing out of that list is D.L. Hall. Is is can he be what we expect for him out of the pen? Well, because I think we've kind of kind of given up hope and frustrated with D.L. Hall, and I think yeah, if he could come back like the D.L. Hall we all expect and be in the pen, that's that's pretty special as well. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. And he just threw for this first time in Norfolk, threw two innings, and was really effective. Um, it, it does seem, I, well, just first real quick to the Cedric Mullins point, and, and I agree with you. I think he's, I think we've seen a little bit the, the struggle of, I mean, Mateo's been playing center now. I don't know if your right. thoughts on Mateo. Well, we remember you and I called for Mateo to play center field. Ba- back like, with like Mullins' first ago. injury. Yes. Yeah. So I was, glad, I was glad to see them do it. I like that Brandon Hyde's comment after the game was, 
no balls were hit to Mateo, so it was okay. Yeah, I like. I've been calling for Mateo to be sit down. I like that they're using Mateo less. It's very interesting the conversation around Mateo now. I know you want to talk Mullins. Yeah, the conversation around Mateo is interesting because the question is, what is Mateo? Is your Mateo on your team to platoon at shortstop, or is he on your team to be a late in and speed? Late in and speed, he's the best guy for the option for that position. A platoon at short, he is not the best guy. So it's very interesting to see. Yeah, and I would argue, Josh, there's the difference there in kind of what are we thinking about? And if this is the beginning of the season, this is April, I'm trying to get through the grind of a long season. Maybe a platoon at shortstop works. Maybe, you know, so I can give Gunner some more rest, whatever. It makes sense. If I'm thinking about playoffs, no one's the, – the, the platoons are less important in the playoffs. Right. No one's my best players play. You want the speed off the off the bench. Yeah, and I want that speed in my back pocket um, on, on the bench. And it's a, a bonus that I can put him literally anywhere on the diamond except for maybe first and catcher. That's a bonus. Um, right. And and so I think Mullen – I mean, so I would say Mateo is not very important right now for us. But come playoffs, like I, if, if you're going to have a guy on the bench, I'd rather have him on the bench – then that even like a Colton Cowser, if Colton Cowser is not going to play, I'd rather have a, a Mateo on the bench just because. I agree. Of what he can do, as long as they use him <laughs> this running. way, not as a platoon guy. Less playing time for Mateo, and I'm all for Mateo being on your team. Yeah, I, I think the tricky part is how are you going to justify keeping all keeping Mateo on your team with these people getting back Mullins and Hicks to the end of the season, and Ortiz still playing well. And we haven't got to Holiday or Kerstet. No. And like, Kowser think, and Westberg are starting to make their presence known. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what. I, I, I'm i willing to admit now, here and now, I was wrong about wanting the Orioles to sign Carlos Correa or Trey Turner <laughs> or one of these shortstops. I, uh, yeah. I, I, we I are better you. off Without not them. having signed those guys. Yes. We've got Rookie of the Year in there with Gunnar Henderson. And, and well, one of the difference for me is Jordan Westbrook's a lot better than I thought. Like having now watched him for a while and have I, he just hits the ball so freaking hard all the time. And he's fast. He's so much faster than I thought. I, I, I don't did know why realize, I did not envision him as being fast. No, I didn't know he was fast. He's athletic defensively. He's a really good de- de- defender. And I, in my mind, pre before the season started, he was like Jordan Westbrook, right-handed hitter, big wall and left, trade bait. He's trade bait. You know, we, I've thought through infielders. Now I'm like, no, like Jordan Westbrook is is a key part of this of this of this team, um, and so, yeah, I mean, we we clearly are better off. And if I mean, let's not get carried away here, but or get too far caught, uh, lo, lo, looking ahead because I'm enjoying the ride. But if you look at next off season, just real quick, there is no one we could sign offensively that would be an upgrade. Maybe backup catcher is the only position where we could upgrade offensively. Yeah, but uh, as opposed to what we have in house, a backup catcher. Yeah, right, right, right. A backup catcher because every position is going to be filled with studs we already have. Right. We should do nothing offensively. Well, back to Mateo. There's no spot for Mateo on this team next year. I I don't see how there is. I really don't because I really think (laughs) next season camp breaks with Holiday. At short, I think camp breaks with Kerstead in the outfield. It gets really interesting. 
with this team. It's really exciting. Josh, um, I don't know if it was yesterday. I think back-to-back games, Jackson Holiday has had a home run. Jackson Holiday is crushing it for for Bowie, putting up. I mean, we thought the numbers that Aberdeen was insane, and apparently he was just getting started. He had like that weak illness, and then he came back, and he's been freaking on fire. Um, He's now batting 396 with an OPS of 1.090. Do you think it's a realistic possibility for for Holiday to be part of this playoff push and and to be on the playoff roster for this team? I think playoff roster is a push. I think September call-up, certainly possible. I don't see him as a playoff roster guy. Okay. I see him as a break camp next year guy, just like Kerstead. I see him and Kerstead as the guys getting the September call-ups. Um. At least the guys I would give the September call-ups, I am expected to be disappointed and see some random guys get the September call-ups, like a Stowers and a uh, Ortiz. Yeah. But I mean, it's going to – yeah, I think it's going to be I – mean, we'll, we'll see who's hurt and who's healthy, but it's going to be yeah. a pitcher in there too. One will be a pitcher, and the other right. will probably be a Ortiz or Kerstat. Right. Um, so I – I can't see Holiday making that push. Even though he just seems so advanced. I mean, he's only gotten 400. Right. He's going to be in Norfolk when Norfolk pushes for the AAA playoffs. Yeah. I think he'll be with Norfolk for that. But no, I... But if Michael Elias said that it's... Didn't Michael Elias say something that it's it's not off the table? He did. But he said the same thing about Adley Rutschman a few years ago. Yeah, if we were in a playoff on. And we were never right, close to right. a playoff hunt. Yes, but you're right. We are in a playoff hunt. We are, we we're are, in a playoff hunt, and Jackson Holiday literally could not be playing any better. So I'm with 90, you. I don't think it happens. We are 96% chance odds of making the playoffs now. Yeah, but we're pushing for a playoff. We're, we're going to make the playoffs. We're pushing for, for for winning the division, and Holiday literally cannot play any better. So if there was any scenario where Holiday would be caught up, it feels like this is the time. I don't think he will be ca- caught up unless there's an injury to a middle infielder because I just I, – I don't know. But right. it's something to watch. It is. It's something to watch. Um, hey, uh, did you – <laughs> just think of this. Did you place any bets preseason for the Orioles to win the World Series? No, I didn't actually. I do every single year. Yeah, and I, I didn't. I didn't. I know. Year. I usually do and didn't do this year. I didn't get around to it. And now I'm kicking wow. myself. I recently swore off betting before the season started, so I didn't do it. But – I did. Yeah, for the past like three or four years, I've done it. Right. Me too. Hey, so I'm, I'm just irritated. Um, hey, I want to ask you real quick about the Mullins yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you Mullins. think Mullins bats leadoff when he comes back? Or does Adley Rutschman, did he, Adley Rutschman, take hold of the leadoff spot? I think you don't. I think you start. I think Cedric, you've dropped down in like six, seven. I hate to say that, but you need him to prove his way back up to lead off because I feel like we're handling lead off differently. Now we're not trying to get speed on the bases. We're taking a guy that can see a lot of pitches and just get on base and get momentum moving. Um, now I say, see a lot of pitches and we saw him twice during the Mets series swing at the first pitch, which was very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because maybe so, the book's out on him. That he's going to take the first pitch and exactly kind of respond to that. Exactly. So, um, I like Adley up there. I loved Gunner in the leadoff spot. So I don't really see Cedric back in that leadoff spot. 
I don't know if you do it as a little seniority thing, but I hate crap like that. Yeah. Where would you put him? Yeah, I like Adley at leadoff, actually. I've I've kind of gotten used to that. So, But then you look at our lineup. It's so loaded. Um, it's really hard to say. It's, right, um, because if you don't put Cedric at leadoff, he's not in the top five. Yeah, no, you, you can't. And then even even go sixth and seven. What, do I want him above or below like a guy like Jordan no, it's almost It's almost like you want him in that nine hole to flip it around again. Yeah. Um, which, which sounds disrespectful. Yeah, no, your second setup guy, if you're going to call him. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I would see someone between the seven to the nine hole, which is weird because I think he's still a great ball player right. and a great hitter. But, yeah, I could see him somewhere in the seven to nine hole. It just, I think our lineup is getting big, really stacked right now. It's really, yeah, it's really special. Yeah. Though, the Mets series, it was a nice sweep. It was a nice, easy, relaxing sweep. Yeah, I, I felt like, should we even but, count these games? It's it's like when we play the Nationals and kind of roll in, like, we know we're going to win these games. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the time I felt bad watching for a Buck. team. I felt bad for Buck, too. Or was it a nice job with the tribute? Yes. And I loved Buck's pregame comment about that Top Golf wasn't there. If that Top Golf was there when I was here, I would have been late to a lot of games. <laughs> um. No, no, no tribute video for DJ Stewart, which I thought was disrespectful in front of the show. Well, sorry, but, but I also felt like every time we hit the ball to DJ Stewart, it was going to just bounce off him. Yeah, he, he, you've never seen a player in the output who makes catching a simple fly ball look harder yeah, than exactly. DJ Stewart. It's an adventure every time. It's very that. weird. Yeah, and he was like batting even cleanup one game for the, the Mets. But I yeah, know. you feel, I feel bad for Buck. I, I root for the Mets because of Buck Showalter. And now he's taking a lot of heat, even though he was kind of talked about as one of the best managers of the, in the yeah. game last year when they won, what, 101 games or something. Right. Now, all of a sudden, um, people want work. him out of, of New York. Because yeah. somehow, from last year to this year, he turned into a bad manager. Right. You bring all these stars together, and it doesn't work, and you blame the manager. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel bad. And they would kept on, Mass and kept on, after every kind of stupid play the Mets would make, they would shoot right yes. to Buck Showalter in the dugout. <laughs> and now it makes me wonder, Buck Showalter. did John Angelos insist on that? But like, show everyone that I made the right decision to fire Buck Showalter. Right. So Almost uh, embarrassing show, Buck by showing. Buck's miserable. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it was a good series win for the Orioles. Yes. Orioles did a great job with the 83 tribute. And bringing everyone back. Oh, yeah. I watched that, all that pregame stuff. Yeah, that was very, very good cool. pregame show. Me and Sass watched together. That was cool. That's what That's I'm talking cool. about. Like, celebrate more history. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they've been bringing Adam Jones back, right? It did the. Yeah, Jones was back. We were talking about that. He, he was, yeah, they were doing everything Splash. right. Yeah, I liked Governor Splash, where the governor came back and as Mr. Splash. Yeah. Like, they've been doing everything right this year as far except, as PR. Yeah. Except for Johnny. Yeah. Also, that are they going to sign that lease? Isn't that? <laughs> well, yeah, so I saw one thing. What did John Angelos do this year? Well, he didn't sign the lease. He 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 did this. He didn't extend Adley and Gunner. Yeah, what's that episode of The Office? Is that it was the Pretzel Day episode where like Michael Scott just has to sign like two papers, and he keeps on getting distracted and won't just sign the two papers. Like that's all, all right. your, your entire job. 
Michael Scott is just to sign these two papers. And Pam spent the entire episode just trying to get him to sign these two yeah, papers. I That's, I feel like, someone's up there trying to get John to sign these lease papers. And John's over there firing Kevin or suspending Kevin and finding other stupid stuff to distract him um, that he, he won't sign the papers. John needs to tomorrow sign the papers, extend Gunner, <laughs> extend Adley to get the fan base back. Um, all I can and, figure and out also, is, can I say too? I, I also, I'm not worried yeah. about him extending the the. Before now, I was not worried about him extend, signing the lease because it's pretty straightforward. I'm sure he's trying to negotiate more money because the Orioles are doing so well. It doesn't make sense because it's already been laid out for the Ravens. But I'm sure that he thinks somehow the Orioles playing well allows him more bargaining stuff or more control yeah. that he wants because he probably wants more control for his concerts or whatever. And I get that. That's no problem. I, I'm not worried about the Orioles leaving Baltimore. But, man, when you have a day like today, it just looks really bad. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes you – I don't know what goes on the head of that man. So you say it's ridiculous, and everyone says moving to Nashville is never yes. going to happen, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, like, I don't know what's going on the head of John Angelo, someone who would suspend Kevin Brown, not suspend, but just not let Kevin Brown broadcast games for a period of time, right. whatever you call you, that. Cool. I, I don't know what goes through someone's head who would do that. So then I, I don't know how he responds to other situations because right. he doesn't think logically. Do you think – I hate that we've gone all the way circle back. And, and now it also but, makes you think of when I was talking about Michael Elias, it makes you think of all those comments, the trade deadline, where Michael Elias says we have all the money to spend. Right. Like, that's not a, that's not going to be an issue. We can now get any trade do I need. trust you? Yeah. Is that, was that real or is that what John told you to say? Right. Um, I feel like today's move – was so embarrassing that Rob Manfred has to step in and give Johnny a call. I, Josh, John Angela's phone today is off the hook with people calling him to tell him he's an idiot. I, this is not just a Twitter but, thing. But people I feel on like, baseball, I think, right. are going to call John and say, What are you doing here, Johnny? Right. I feel like Rob Manfred, though, I, as much as people hate him, he has to involve himself in this because it's making him look so bad. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. I'm sure I, I would not be surprised if Rob gave John a call and said, hey, what's the deal with this? Right, right. And I – do the Orioles address this at all or do they just move on and ignore it? Of course they move on and ignore it. They won't even call it a suspension. True. So, so they'll never say Kevin Brown was suspended. He wasn't. He right, just didn't right. call some games. Yep. In the middle of the season when he's your main broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> he just went missing. Right. He, he, he went DL Hall on us. He just went missing, yeah. and now he's back. Right. He went to the uh, he went to the broadcast lab. Yeah. They worked with some stuff, and now he's back. Yeah. And now we'll be back. They, they beat him up for saying negative things, and now he's positive only. Yeah, that's what you do in the in the broadcast lab. Orioles are great. Orioles are awesome. See, I, I wish we were energy. talking about the pitching lab and how great the Orioles have been doing with that. Instead, we're talking about the broadcast lab. Yeah, that's where we are. Hey, quick Orioles news. Right-hander Jacob Webb has been claimed on waivers from the Angels. The Orioles um, had the Orioles to, to make room for him. They moved Austin both to the 60-day injured list. So we have a new reliever in the bullpen, Josh. Jacob yeah, Webb. I saw that. I wasn't very familiar with Jacob Webb. Like I didn't know who he was. Veteran guy, 30 years old, bounced around the league a little bit. Decent ERA, high walk rate, good strikeout rate. Is he a guy that like, we're just taking a chance on and he might be gone by, by Wednesday or? 
Yeah, I mean, he seems to, in this long line of DFA relievers, you're, you're I mean, we had a lot of success with Coulomb, but then you also throw in Baker. Uh, I think Perez was another guy. Just a group of kind of DFA relievers that you try to hit with. It's it's weird at this point in the season to still be adding a a reliever to try to hit with. But I guess again we talked about it before. We just need the arms to get through through the season. So maybe this is another arm. But it's not like you, there's other options in the minors. Uh, you talked about Joey Crable. You know who's up here. Right. Talked about um, Vespi Nick goes Vespi. up and down, up and down. Yeah, so there's other options, but I guess Orioles don't love their options, other options. Even Brian Baker, right, is is down there now at, at Norfolk. Sure, correct. Yeah. But they also they also love a bargain. And there's something there's definitely something going on with a GM where there's a little thing where you love to take someone from another team and like him be good. Yeah, and and Elias has Elias has love bullpen arms. And you wonder like may, maybe he's here for a week. And then they try to sneak him in, into Norfolk, just like the Angels maybe were trying to do. So we'll see. Yep. Hey, uh, you know the broadcaster Mad Dog? Yeah, I'm familiar with Mad Dog. Uh, yeah, nah, New York, yeah. <laughs> yeah, New York. He said, that idiot Angelos, who never won a damn thing. The idea that I that I got John Angelos, who has done absolutely diddly in his career as an owner, and this guy's going to demit demote kevin brown that's a disgrace and i don't think you can say it any simpler than that yep uh, i don't really agree with mad dog most things but that seems pretty no. spot on just like i don't agree with Buster most things but he's spot on it's yeah we can all unite around our hatred of john angelus right now yep all right any other or any other orioles news or this is just going to be the uh the free kevin brown John Angelos episode um, next week. Hopefully we can talk about the Orioles and their 75 wins or however many games we have until then. Yeah. I mean, this is a tough series that's coming up with the Astros. But it is. It's a tough series. Thankfully the and Orioles have, have built up a little bit of wiggle room in the standings. And then, right. And then we have a tough road trip. <laughs> yeah. We, then we go out west. The west. Tough road trip. Which is silly because like, I feel like we said in June, oh, June's going to be tough. We made it through it. Oh, July's going to be tough. So I feel like any time I say the Orioles are going to have a tough stretch, I feel silly because they proved me wrong each time. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's been interesting to watch post-trade deadline. We've seen any of this, but there's a bunch of teams who are 6-0 and and 0-6. And, um, and, and like Arizona made all those trades, 0-6. and Angels made all those trades, 0-6. And then some teams who did nothing are now 6-0. and So it, it kind of was evidence that the trade deadline's a scam and doesn't really work for any teams to be good or, or to be better or worse. Right. So that, it that make that, a move to just make a move doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, so again, I mean, just short, short window here. Orioles look like winners at the trade deadline in this kind of short glimpse here. But we'll see how the season plays out. But yeah, no, that, that's all I got. I think... Uh, uh, good show. I, I'm looking forward to. I think next week we'll have a Kevin Brown update and um, yeah. talk about the Houston and Seattle series. And by Kevin Brown update, you mean we'll say, "Oh, he's back." They haven't said anything. He didn't say anything. Yeah. Life goes on. And we'll talk about how weird that is. But like, <laughs> exactly. Um, sell the team shirts will be up on Birdman Sports by uh, Wednesday afternoon. Before the game or Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon should be up. All right, those free Kevin game. Brown shirts up already. Yeah, they're already up. Yep, they've been selling all night. All right. 
All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. You can we, follow. One day we'll get the personal stuff. One day we'll get the personal stuff. I got some housing issues. School starts this week. I got some stuff to get off my chest eventually. One day we'll okay. get there. All right, we'll get there. Um, did too much either good baseball or drama on this team. I thought today was an off day. Maybe we'd get to a little of it. Yeah. Thank you, John. Maybe next week. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka and at Southern Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. And free Kevin Brown. <laughs>